Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, like you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 132, season 7, episode 7, entitled Mazel Tov Dummies, originally airing November 29th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After running into Dennis Duffy in public, Liz learns that he was able to adopt a child simply because he was married. Angry that her name was on the adoption list for years and wondering why she couldn't have a baby, she decides that it's time for her. it's time to get married to Chris so she can finally achieve her goal. I love that you quantify they ran into him in public as opposed to what private. It's private. Like, like there's another option. Okay. <laughs> Instead of running into him randomly at some private residence, somewhere could have been a party. Who knows? Meanwhile, after taking a break from hearing pitches for his new movie studio, Tracy goes for his annual insurance checkup, only to learn that he's in perfect health when he thought he was going to die young, <laughs> launching him into an existential crisis of what he has to do with his life now that he's actually going to live for 40, maybe 50 years. Hmm. Now, is that 40 extra, or that's like I to live to 40 more. or 50? Oh, I thought I assumed. I think he'd kind of take it both ways. Well, if he's if he's going to open his IRA to save for retirement, then it's uh, yeah. that's not going to do very well if you die at forty. Right. So, yeah. Finally, Jenna's past comes back to haunt her. As a result of a surge soda commercial she started in the nineties, a man who has finally managed to collect a million points is here to redeem his prize: ownership of Jenna. Eventually leading into her own existential crisis when she discovers she's not worth as much as she thought she was. Hmm. So I, I remember the sub, or I wouldn't say subplot, I remember the plot of Liz and Chris getting married. For some reason, though, I think I pushed it to the finale because it seemed like a finale yeah. thing. Um, but I do remember this. I remember Dennis coming back, but I did not remember Tracy's storyline and definitely did not remember jenna and jenna's is only what like two or three scenes honestly like it's near the opening there's a small little scene where she sees where she's valued and then jack reassuring her like it's kind of like it's nice but at the same time i think that's all you need though actually i don't think you need any more yeah it didn't need to be drawn out it didn't need to be drawn out but it also was just kind of like a weird character piece for her um, I don't know, it was kind of funny, though, because, like, of course, she randomly starred in a Surge commercial, and, like, they always, I mean, I guess they always had gags, like, for some absurd amount of points, you can redeem it for, yada, yeah. yada. Well, it's definitely parodying a, a real thing that Pepsi did, which we can talk about when we get yeah. there. Um, but, uh, I don't know, but, like, Tracy's stuff is fun, and I think the, especially the, the Harriet Tubman has sort of become a meme in the last couple of years, where, you know, obviously, like, white people portray people of color. And Tina Fey finally learned blackface is bad. <laughs> that is true. It could have been a lot worse to have. But it, but it makes sense in the context because like Tracy doesn't know who Harry Tubman is. So right. Of course he just pictures. Oh yeah, no. I, I, it, I don't think yeah, it's actually a... It's not a... Fin- if, you I know, mean, if it wasn't blackface, then that, would be far that, worse. Was def- that wouldn't be yeah. like the other times when we've talked about how it was at least like in the. It was generally in in um, in service of like making fun of the character who yeah. was doing it as opposed to whatever. But that would not. Yeah, that would not work. So it's a, I. I mean, yes, that was obviously a good decision. Yeah, to, in the context of that. the story, it totally yeah. makes sense why it's Jack Donaghy or Alec Baldwin playing the character. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this episode despite missing two thirds of or forgetting two thirds of it. Um, but I think the the Liz and the Chris stuff, the wedding is like super good for Liz because it is one of those barriers I think a lot of people do put up for themselves, like a defense mechanism of I'll never get married or uh, I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to, you know, but I mean, obviously. There, I don't know, it's it's a long discussion to have. We could probably have when we get to the point, but um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of fun, and it, it and it ends like it doesn't end, you know, mean or mean spirited. It it ends on a good note. Like yeah, they get married, and there's nothing nothing goes wrong. So and Hooray. Tony Bennett sings everyone's God. favorite performer. I, I think next to jazz lounge singing might just be my least favorite thing. Like it's just I don't care for it. But, that's a discussion for another day. Or it's a discussion for the end of this episode. Who knows? Perhaps. But did you, aside from, did you remember much of this? I did not remember any of it, but I, but I, actually overall I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good episode. Um, because it really is some deep character work for Liz where it's like, I mean, her persona is right. Someone who's like, oh, marriage isn't a big deal. Like, I don't need to do whatever. But it's like, deep down, you get to, well, really it's that she had come to accept that it basically wasn't going to happen so now that it is happening she was struggling to like i don't know like shift her shift what she wants it or she's struggling to go for what she really wants because she's been in another mindset for so long right. that she doesn't you know she she feels like she doesn't bother but deep down she actually does care yeah. at least a little bit yeah any other thoughts before we Hop in. Let's hop in. All right. So our cold open is going to help set up uh, Liz and Chris's storyline. I don't want to look. Hey, come on. This is a win-win. If it's positive, awesome. We're having a baby. I want to name it Frisbee. If it's negative, awesome. We're not going to fight about the name Frisbee. And we get disco fries for breakfast because we're sad. I bet it's me. All those years trying to get on America's Funniest Home Videos. It's just not fair. I mean, that guy gets a baby? What kind of idiot gives a little kid orange soda? Hey, dummies! Hey, Dennis. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Why do you have a baby? Is this a scam? I don't need any scams. I got a brand new business selling suicide insurance and it's going great. And this baby, this is my adopted son. Obviously, he's going to be an athlete, so I only got to save up for like one year of college. Wait, they let you adopt a baby? If by they, you mean those guys or whatever? Yeah, they let me and my wife adopt a baby. You remember Megan Duffy? Maiden name Duffy, hopefully no relation. I recognize you two. Did we have a four-way? No, 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 no. St. Patty's Day, remember, honey? What, it is? Yeah, you know, we decided to adopt because Megan's real career-oriented right now. Didn't want to wreck her boobs. A couple months later, boom, we got Black Dennis. His name is Black Dennis? That is racist. Yeah, right, Liz. The guy with the black son's racist. Later days, dummies. 21st century family coming through. This is the new normal. Uh, is the adoption sort of jokes there sort of also about how, like, it is more difficult for certain people to get adopted kids than... Then I was saying it didn't seem like Dennis and Megan struggled to get. Uh, oh my god! I just realized my sis, my husband or my, my my brother and his wife are dead, Dennis and Megan. I just now connected the dots on that. Anyway, um, is it making jokes about like how some people it's harder to get an adopted 
or go through an adoption. So, I mean, it seems like they didn't have any struggle to get a kid. Whereas Liz and Chris, have, or Liz has been struggling for like four years now, sort of in the world of 30 Rock to get a kid and she hasn't been able to get one. Yeah. And well, I mean, I don't know enough about the process, but I would imagine it's probably easier for married couples than single people just because probably if you're an adoption agency, you're looking at, um, like, you know, probably a stronger like stable, overall right, stability probably more stable like not necessarily obviously like single people can have it more together than a couple it's not but I, well i think right i don't even know if it's a joke i think it's just like commentary, commentary rather is that, a word yeah but I, 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 I guess yeah the biggest barrier that liz had was her work right because she worked 80 hours right yeah so if she had that a different too. job she might have been able to adopt sooner um okay uh, but I do like the reintroduction here of Dennis because it is kind of like you don't see it coming. Yeah, it was ex- yeah, it was totally random. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fun. And I do like the, the the cut from you know her reaching to grab the pregnancy test and then the smash cut to her pulling back disco fries in disappointment. So like, oh, it's like yeah. well, you learn the answer in a sad way, but yay, they're celebrating or. Or not? Yeah. I don't know. Take it, take it however you want. Yeah. Also, the Ashley plays Megan is delightful in this scene because she's just like, "Oh, do we have a full way?" No. And then it's like, uh, "Remember, we met them St. Paggio where she's like, "Oh, it's safe." <laughs> so she, right. she just she's pulls the beer out of her purse that she she's has. Just always be carrying. She pulls out in case it's St. Patty's Day. Yeah, just in case, always carry. That was so silly. And I feel like Dennis is going to get a lot of life out of that. Um, I can't be racist because I have a black kid. Oh yeah. But, Yikes. Um, yes, and of course he named the kid Black Dennis. Of course, of course. Um, which, can Do you rename adopted kids? Can you rename adopted kids? Or should you rename? Like, it's one thing to rename I a don't pet know. because, like, a pet doesn't necessarily know the name. Like, they're just recognizing sounds and vibrations. But a kid, I feel like their birth depends on how you, one thing. their age. Yeah, because I mean, if it's like a baby, it doesn't. Yeah, matter. and you can change your. Once you're 18, you can change your name anyway. But it just seems a. I don't know if you, I've never looked into it. So I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't see why you couldn't. It just seems odd after a certain amount of years to change a kid's name. Also, like, is that the first name Black Dennis? Is like the first name Black and middle name Dennis? So it's like just or his just name black, is Dennis. He black Duffy. Calls him black Dennis. Right. It's probably he did name him Black Dennis. But I want to think on the slightly less awful level that his name just also happened to be Dennis, and he's his nickname is Black Dennis. That's likely. No, it's not likely. It's a far-fetched dream. Well, at least the family will be well-funded with the suicide insurance business. I would love to know the business model on that one. Yeah, what is that? Like, do you insure people that if they commit suicide, their family's going to pay out? Who's paying for that? Who's Like, where's the money coming from? A lot of questions with that. Also, it probably wouldn't be a bad business to have, but also, like, how do you pitch that to someone to sell it? Like, it's a lot uh, of questions. A lot of questions. Usually, when it comes to insurance, the the uh, the the overall benefit is on the side of the company issuing it. If in suicide, I don't think that would work in suicide insurance. I don't think uh, there would probably be uh, too many claims that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like Megan's probably doing a lot out. of the the lifting as far as financially. Although we don't know what she does. Well, something involving her breasts. Yeah, so... I mean, not necessarily literally involving her breasts, but... something but. that... They're a focal point. Um, also, was the new Nanny. Normal, did the show New Normal exist at this time? Was that a backdoor sort of plug? Or not backdoor plug, but... Weird. Huh? Well, because he, like, when they're leaving, he's like, this is the new normal. 
Was New Normal, did that show exist by hold this on, time? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it was around this time. It was, it premiered September 2012. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So, so I feel like that was like a, and that was an NBC show too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like that's a joke about the New Normal. <laughs> Never watched it. I watched a few episodes and then I didn't watch any more. But it's got, what's his name on it that you like? Andrew, Andrew Rannells. That's true. I do like Andrew Rannells. Um, but he has been better in other things. That's true. I'm actually, I was trying to think because like, I feel like I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Like, I actually think Girls might would might be the thing he was about. I mean, he was so good on Girls. Like, sure he was just he was. like so hilarious. Meanwhile, back at 30 Rock, Tracy is discussing the next project for his studio. Trey, have you read any of these movie scripts yet? Yeah, I read the one about a handsome genius who lied to two idiots about reading scripts. You've got to choose the next project for your company, DammitIPickAnameLater.com Productions. You have pitch meetings all morning. Okay, it's almost 11. Please send them at 8 o'clock. While on holiday in Tuscany, a middle-aged divorcee falls in love with a lazy pervert who's into hats. In a world with too much freedom, one young man dared to be different. Hitler, colon, the boy who dreamed of stars. It's a Harriet Tubman biopic entitled The Moses of Maryland. I'll buy it! I'm sorry, I was talking on my Bluetooth to a guy at the octopus auction. I hate your idea. Tracy, NBC Universal has acquired the film rights to the YouTube clip Man Loses Pants on Trampoline. How would you like to be the voice of Gaboing, the evil wizard who would take jumping away from Jumpland? Thank you for coming in. Running a movie studio is exhausting. I need a nap. Dot com, tell us your most interesting story. Sorry, Trey. The next item on the agenda is your insurance physical. Great. Worst day ever. What a drama queen. He just sat around listening to pitches and now has to get a physical. And that's his quote unquote worst day ever. Yeah. I like Frank's twist on rich middle-aged white lady goes to Europe or wherever to discover herself, but this time falls in love with basically Frank. Yeah. Well, he probably wants to play himself. I get it, you know. Oh, for sure. Uh, Kenneth's, Kenneth's story should be an immediate red flag for everyone, but... Kenneth is a fascist. Mm, neo-Nazi. Well, sh- I mean, it's not the first time we've He's seen... He's from Kenneth Stone Mountain, that. so... So yeah, we shouldn't be surprised, but it's just like this is this is literally the furthest you could get without being like, huh? What can he possibly mean by that? No, this is this is red flags, red flags, red flags. Do something about this. Uh, whereas Jack, well, Tufer definitely has the most legitimate pitch. Jack's is the second worst next to Kenneth's, um, just because you you could it just reads as like parody of like kind of what people do now like they just find something online and pitch a script about it and it's probably got like five or ten other writers on it i don't know it just the most basic premise turn it into 90 minutes for kids thing it's just ugh, sounds awful jump land he's gonna take the jumps from jump land we gotta stop him mm. buoyant but ugh, just a lot of but at least Tracy treated him with respect. Thank you for coming in. He didn't outright laugh in his face or anything. Don't call us. We'll call you. But you know that Tracy would do that movie anyway. If it actually does go through, you know how to do that movie. So. Well, good day. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. So meanwhile, in Liz's office, her and Chris make a 
giant decision about their future. I mean, my name has been on adoption lists for years, but Dennis Duffy gets a baby because he's married? It's idiotic. You know who else was married? Ted Bundy. I don't think so, Liz. Really? So handsome. Is he still alive? The point is, anyone can get married. What, all of a sudden you're a better parent because you signed a piece of paper? Yeah, we're as committed to each other as any married couple. We live together, we love each other. I ignore it when you eat popsicles by biting them with your teeth, which is insane. I love popsicles. We might as well be married, so... So? Let's do it. Let's get married, like every other idiot on Earth. Uh, me need a piece of paper to know how I feel. Let's uh, marry Kreff? Wait, was that a yes? Are we getting married? Yeah, let's do this. We get a license today, get married tomorrow. Blammo, engaged. Top Gun style. I'm glad that it didn't go the way that... It didn't go the story route of they just expect it to be a cakewalk. And, you know, it took longer than they than expected to get married. So, like, they're, they are still able to do it in the same day. So I thought that's where it was going. Was it was going to be like, oh, no, it's not as easy as you think to get married on a whim. Oh, kind of gotcha, thing. yeah. Um, just go to Vegas and go through the drive-through wedding. That is true. Venue. Is there, there's got to be some reason the legislation is that like is so lax, or not legislation, but because I feel like is Las Vegas just like a special case to, that allows like literally ninety-minute weddings or whatever, like ten-minute weddings, however quick. They I are. mean, there's is literally drive-through right. Wedding so I mean, like, yeah. is there? Is there something that sort of Las Vegas does special? Or like... I think it's just because the whole like vibe of go there to party, like drink and drink and drink and drink and do yeah. all sorts of crazy things and like decide on a whim to. But like you can't married. do that in another state, can you? Like I you can't get married um, in California unless you live there, right? Uh, like you can't go to another state, get married, and come back, right? Well, no, I guess you can because like, people go really to like. I don't know enough to even say i'm just i'm just curious like i'd like to look into the history of like las vegas weddings to see like if they have some sort of special like government allowance that lets them do that because well i mean prostitution is legal there right Right. so it's like i mean yeah they probably have some i mean because of how las vegas is they probably have some just things that that are legal there Mm -hmm. like obviously gambling isn't legal still isn't legal in a lot of states you know so I get, well, because I mean, going back to the, you can't go to another state, but I guess you can go to another. I mean, before it was legal in all fifty states, gay marriage, you could go to another state and get married. Right. You're just not recognized in your home state as being married. Yeah, well, it depends because I think there were some states that would recognize from other states or wouldn't recognize from. I don't yeah. know. I don't but know. now it doesn't matter. I'd like to look into the history of Vegas weddings just to see like when it started and how they've become sort of synonymous with being like the biggest except or not accepted but like the sort of go-to i mean i i, I kind of know the, the why is the go-to but, anyway. but like but also on the other hand like what, what other places like are famous where you just go literally just to basically party and drink you know what i mean like you, you yeah. can go to like new, I mean, york, new york, and, york i mean you can go but you, yeah. you can go to new york and do that but it's like new york has like broadway it has lots of historical sites yeah. like las vegas is literally like a manufactured city in the desert that you know that's true like, so it's just more built for a purpose of just being sort of this like pleasure center, <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, is sorry. I mean, I, I, which I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say in a judgmental or no, a negative no, definitely way. Not, definitely it's not. just you know what I mean. Like there are other things you could do that, but it's just I, I don't know. There's just a certain aesthetic that yeah. Vegas has that. I've heard Vegas is cool for New Year's Eve. So I, I, one year I want to do that, just to experience that. But 
it's like low on the list of priority but yeah. um, I don't know like I feel like Vegas for me is like a weekend thing not a week long oh, for God I don't know how you could spend a week there uh, for me it will I'm not a gambling person yeah. I'm not really a big like show person I, say, I mean so, like, the good thing is like you're trying to gamble they do have a lot of like big shows and a lot of good restaurants okay. but that's I mean if I'm you're not, not into shows person. you're not into gambling then I mean then all the only thing is there to do the only other thing there is to do is yeah eat yeah. and I mean there are like some uh, like some of the the hotels have like things like the Venetian has like you can do like a little like gondola mm-hmm. canal ride right, like right, the Bellagio right. has like you know like a gallery or whatever mm-hmm. so, like, it's, but it's I don't know it's, the spectacle would be cool to see it to see all of it and that's why I think it would be yeah. easy to do in like a weekend but like yeah it would be good for a two or three I think yeah. but also the thing about Las Vegas is because like the buildings are so huge it looks like it doesn't take that long to walk anywhere but it actually takes like so long to walk from hotel to you're like oh that hotel that's right there and it's like but it actually takes you like 20 right. minutes to walk there because it's like it's not as it's it's not as close as you think because right. of how big it is it just yeah it's a mirage it's a mirage yeah, yeah. also yeah. like it's from what I hear it can be very disorienting because if you're indoors all the time mm-hmm. everything is bright and shiny yes you and can no lose, yeah you can lose track of time so you yeah. can and free drinks yeah. And the next thing you know, it's nighttime, and you're just like, where the fuck did yeah. my time go? Anyway. Anyway. Outside 30 Rock, Jenna finds a special guest, her new owner. Jenna Maroney, you're my slave. What? But the Sheik who won me in that poker game was beheaded. No, do you remember in 1994, you made a commercial for Surge Cola. For 100 Surge Points, I got these shades. <laughs> oh, yeah, for 500 Surge Points, I got this leather jacket. I could beat that. For a million points, he got me. Search. Suck it down. Oh, I remember that. My boyfriend was supposed to pick me up after that shoot, so I called him and I was like, OJ, where are you? And he was like, wait, you're alive? Then who did I kill? For 17 years, I've been buying up old cases of Surge Cola, and now I have one million Surge points. And that means I own you. Well, so the timing on that tracks... OJ Simpson's murder trial was in 1994, so... Well, there you go. And the joke is, like, so wrong, but also just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead, then who did I kill? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, and then no one bats an eye at it. They're nope. just, like, moving on with the conversation. All right, so our surge man, um, Terry? Yeah, Terry. Uh, is played by John Hodgman. I, oh, I almost said it vaguely looks like him. Okay. Yeah. Who's Daily Show correspondent? He was in the PC Mac yeah. uh, ads for several years with Justin Long. Um, but uh, he's—I mean, I, nothing against him. He's one of those character actors I've seen him pop up in a lot of things. But I put him up there with like Paul F. Tompkins in terms oh, of like for sure. of just yeah. like character actor, very funny, very dry kind of humor. But he's just kind of everywhere, like very mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, oriented kind yeah. of comedian which isn't a bad thing by any means but it's just like he feel like he's part of that clique that I'm not too familiar with but I've got nothing against um, but like I like everything he's been in that I've seen um, he's got a very like funny delivery of just very dry wit um, but I just haven't seen too much of him to yeah have an opinion he just recently did this um, short form cartoon called Dick Tanner which was part of Cake which is Basically, like FX trying to do Adult Swim. Like that sounds it's, like a weird 
30 Rock joke of the It kind of is, but it's basically like... like it just yeah, goes. well, it's like, there's like late night on yeah. FX. It's basically like, it's a, I guess a variety show because it's a mix of like animated animated things and like sketches and just like, I mean, some like weird, just like out there, yeah. stoner-esque, like avant-garde yeah. stuff. But anyway, I, every, I think there have been four seasons and like in every season, there's one like, um, one... I don't know show I guess really that 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 bridges like it's in every episode so mm-hmm. like first season was something called no Jerome no whereas like each episode was a short film about like this guy who lived in Brooklyn and just his life anyway so in this season it was a cartoon called Dick Town and it's, and it's like basically a bit it's, it's sort of like Scooby-Doo-esque where it's like this guy who is kind of just stuck in like this small town he's kind of a loser but like he's like basically like solves mysteries and crimes for people in this town anyway it, it was actually like the surprisingly like interesting are people still chasing that like adult swim dragon of trying to recoup that success and i say success lightly because uh, i mean like adult swim has that success but like they don't really I feel like it doesn't produce too much money for them but maybe like it's so low cost that it's like they reap the yeah, rewards kind of thing because like, definitely super low cost because it's a lot know. of like rising names and unknown mm-hmm. names and at, like for some reason like a, a lot of random like australian stuff so mm-hmm. i just must be just random stuff there because yeah. like, yeah. there was that golden period where it was like early adult swim like aqua teen sea lab harvey birdman just a ton of like venture brothers and now like if i if you ask me what's the biggest thing on adult swim the only thing i could think of is Tuka and Birdie. No, that's the second thing. The first thing is uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's that's arguably their biggest property, but it also like has a very weird production schedule where like I think now the fourth or fifth season just started after like a two or three year break. So it's like, mm-hmm. but even then, like I just don't know what Adult Swim is producing, and that's my ignorance, just because I don't watch Adult Swim like I used to. I mean, I was definitely in that heyday of like Futurama yeah. and Family Guy reruns and. Uh, some of their original programming so i mean i'm not shooting them down but i just i really just don't well, know I mean, honestly you just age out of it i mean not, yeah, i don't mean yeah. that is like an insult but just i mean no it, i mean just, totally yeah. like i'm i'm in that technically i'm in that demographic but yeah. like i just don't yeah i'm not i don't stay up to watch it and i don't yeah we don't have cable either so like well yes we do well we do but we we don't watch it well, I, I don't i right. watch two channels right but i'm saying i mean can we get cartoon network on there and yeah so you I'm, could you could if you wanted yeah. to yeah i'm good yeah, I don't know. But the uh, more importantly, the anyway, we went well. the 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 surge, uh, which I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I do remember the surge craze, quote unquote yeah. craze. I mean, there was basically Coke trying to do Mountain Dew. Right? Yeah, it was trying to do Mountain Dew, but trying to do like far more extreme. Like yeah. it was not a great drink. It didn't taste well. Um, I mean, it, it really didn't. Like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I can still remember, like, it was, like, too sugary. Like, it was just way too Oh, it was much. disgusting. It was awful. But, um, no, it just tastes well. Or tastes good, whatever. No, it's, just, it's just... I mean, it just... I don't... I remember, like, I, it didn't taste good. Like, a soda, yeah. when I was drinking soda more, like, had a distinct flavor. Like, it didn't taste like Mountain Dew. It didn't taste like anything yeah. that was trying to replicate. Um, and it had a re... No pun intended. A resurgence a couple of years ago, I think they tried to like bring it back for nostalgia's sake, and it was one of those things like limited run, buy a case, blah blah blah, and relive your childhood. Get the fuck out of here. You had to get those points so you could get a celebrity. That's maybe what they were trying to do, but I don't think Surge ever did that. But Pepsi did do um, an ad 
a sweepstakes like that where famously in the ad they ran you could spend uh, 7 million points I believe mm-hmm. uh, and get a Harrier jet which uh, someone famously did uh, mm-hmm. earn all of those points and try and cash them in on a Harrier jet which was valued I think at the time at like $33.8 million Holy cow! and obviously Pepsi did not honor that because a lot of red tape would be to get you know a military jet to someone um so he he lost the case um um and even like reading through sort of like the judgment on it they they, even they were kind of like i feel like a bit too mean to uh i guess they would be the prosecution because they're because pepsi would be the defendant but they were just like they basically it reads as like i can't believe you would take this commercial at face value like you Mm -hmm. there's no way you would expect them to actually honor this and things like that but then they would pepsi would continue to run the ad but they would have to put like a disclaimer on it like this isn't real this is all a joke things like that which i think probably did sort of help introduce that idea of like when you when you see certain commercials that are so over the top you have like that very small fine print that it's like don't try at home or this is a joke or like because you have to cover your ass now you know for litigation and things like that but kudos to that guy man for for trying to actually cash in on something that they technically said you could win but Sucks he didn't actually win it, but I don't know if I would trust someone with a Harrier jet that's not trained to use one. So. Probably not. No. I mean, I don't trust. You could probably resell it now, for. You probably could. I mean, yeah, if you could just get the cash value on it, hell yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I don't. You could probably do better than the castle in Arizona full of meth, but who knows? Um, Random question. So, did Mellow Yellow ever stop existing? No, it still exists. Yeah. Well, because like, is it Pepsi or Coke? Well, Coke, both Mellow Yellow and Surger Coke. And like I was reading, and they were both obviously allowed to compete with Mountain Dew. So I was like, was like, I, I didn't know if like Melio was like discontinued when they were trying to do Surge, but it seems like it's been continuous. So like, what? I mean, obviously, like, yes, Surge mm-hmm. had like, like marketing all that you just talked about, but like, why? Like, they already <laughs> had Mellow Yellow. Like, why? Like, what? I don't. Maybe Yellow, Mellow Yellow wasn't doing so well. So Maybe. Surge yeah. was going to be a replacement. I guess yeah, Mellow Yellow had been around long enough. It obviously wasn't competing with Mountain Dew, so they took another yeah. shot at it. That's interesting. Hmm. Anywho. Anyway, suck it down. Suck it down. What a what a very '90s slogan <laughs> that I'm pretty sure was not actually Serge's slogan, but yikes. So Liz rejects the idea of a normal wedding, despite Jack insisting she should do what everyone else is doing. Meanwhile, Tracy goes in for his physical and gets some good news that for him is bad news. All right, now that I'm finished with my handwriting sample for the FBI, let's look at your test results. This is puzzling, Tracy. There doesn't seem to be anything wrong with you at all. What? I guess we've replaced so much of you over the years that you're maybe not you anymore, but you're healthy. No, this isn't happening. This is good news. No, it's not. I always assumed I'd die young because you know, I look so much like James Dean, and that gave me the freedom to live without consequences. That's why I'm always breaking the law, buying exotic sharks, forgetting to feed them, and then trying to hug them. I couldn't do cool stuff like that if I knew I'd be alive for... How many years, Dr. Spaceman? Forty. Maybe fifty. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not happy about this either. The money I've made off your health problems has put me almost all the way through medical school. I'm gonna have to start living like there's a tomorrow open the IRA, brush my teeth, drink eight glasses a day of that stuff, you know, 
clear bathtub juice? Tracy, I'm afraid I don't have a pamphlet to help you get through this. But I do have a pamphlet that has a bunch of drawings of vaginas. I'll take it. I mean, that's kind of an underlying important piece of Tracy's life and understanding of his character and the fact that the reason he's acted so wild for so long is because he just didn't expect to live very long, which... It's commendable. Like, I respect it. Like, yeah, if you don't expect to live long, go all out. But now that you realize you're actually going to live a bit longer because of all the crazy shit you did, made you famous and made you a whole bunch of money and has helped you become healthy, that you're going to live longer. It is. Well, I would say it became, became healthy as so much as his body, his body is like bionic. Yeah. Been totally well, it became healthy <laughs> as a result of his bionic body. There you go. Um, but yeah, like, it is kind of a fun turn that. You obviously, in a, at a point in a series, you think you get bad news that you're not going to last much longer, and that's going to lead to the finale of the character is that he's going to die off soon. Whereas this is like the opposite of like, no, actually, despite all the wacky antics you've done in the series, they've all helped you live longer now, and now you have to look towards your future. And I think it's fun that his idea of the future. Of... <laughs> so, well, we know Kenneth has brushed his teeth, but now he has to brush his teeth and drink water and open an IRA and. Just dreadful. I agree, Tracy. I wouldn't want to do it either. Also, I like how they get their Dr. Spaceman is woefully underqualified line in where Tracy, all Tracy's almost went him through medical school. Yeah. So I guess he's practicing without a license and no one's stopping him. Well, you know, if you call yourself doctor, then you just, you must be. I mean, yeah, if they're not asking for any doctorates or any information, sure. You can start your own business in New York. Who are you to tell me I'm not a doctor? That's very true. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Jack's office, Jenna learns her true value. To make a long story short, I need to be let out of my TGS contract. I'm moving to Arizona to be with my new slave master, Terry, to live in a birdcage he built. Uh, Why don't you both have a seat? You may sit. Now, Terry, I suspect you know it's illegal for someone to own another human being. Fine, but according to the contest rules... Either I collect my prize or her equivalent cash value. Ah, I see. So you'd be just as happy with the money. Terry, is this true? I've done the math and taking into account Jenna's salary and earning potential, I've calculated that she's worth $800,000. Let's say Jenna was worth that in her prime. That was 10 years ago. She has certainly depreciated since then. Jenna is becoming more unemployable by the moment. And thanks to decades of partying, Jenna's internal organs will get you nothing on the black market. She's an emotional train wreck. Daddy, why are you doing this? Seventh grade education, hepatitis D, bullet in jaw, fatwa, credit card debt, wanted by the Yakuza. Jenna Maroney is worth... $2,000. Fine. In Arizona, two grand will buy me a castle and a pillowcase full of meth. Make it out to Doomsday Enterprises. So Jenna's only worth $2,000. That's got to be a blue to her, That's not... That's not... I mean, we... we spoiled She's sold things out of her out of her housekeeper's purse. <laughs> worth more than that, as yeah. she says. Well, we do learn that that was just a negotiation tactic, but still can't feel good. To hear your whole career summarized in 30 seconds, and it's only worth about $2,000 in the end. And that someone is willingly to accept their initial uh, offer of 800000 only get 2000 out of that, 
and immediately accept it with no questions is also pretty demoralizing. So well, the cost of living was lower in Arizona back then. It probably is still pretty low. Ah, um, uh, it depends on where you go. Yeah. I think like the the like Phoenix and suburbs right. well, yeah. have like built yeah. up a lot. But anyway, where Breaking Bad take place? Is that Arizona? Breaking Bad New wasn't Mexico? that New Mexico? I don't. You're, those, you're definitely not asking the right person about no, that. No, but I think of, it, it was one of those like uh, just sort of desert places. I feel like New Mexico, Albuquerque, yeah. Albuquerque, Albuquerque, Albuquerque. So Tracy's ready to get on with his quote-unquote normal, boring life of preparing for the future. Meanwhile, at City Hall, Liz and Chris are getting ready for their big day. Jeez, I feel like we're at a deli. Deli? Save it for the honeymoon. Okay, you take our paperwork to the clerk because black women love you. Oh, I see you over there, you little gumdrop. Don't hide from Shanice. I'll get us some witnesses and then we'll get married and magically become amazing parents, just like the Hiltons. Oh, here he comes. Mm, mm, mm. I'll give you a bath in the sink like a baby. Ooh, wait. Excuse me, what number are you guys? Would you be able to stay and be our witnesses? You really didn't invite anyone to your wedding? No, I mean, who cares, right? We're at City Hall. You guys are wearing Mets t-shirts. Yeah, because we were wearing them when we first met. My God, you're beautiful. This is the greatest day of my life. (laughs) Now, let me guess. Uh, You guys are dressed like that because you met at a laundromat after you both ran out of clean clothes. No, it's because this is just a piece of paper. That's us. That's our number. Come on. Our number. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I just thought there'd be more people here in gym clothes carrying bags full of toilet paper. Look, we don't have to do it this way. You know, I always imagine getting married right when they take your picture on Splash Mountain. But weddings are about the bride, so if you want your special day... I don't need a special day. The first wedding I ever went to, I was a flower girl for my Aunt Linda. When they said, you may now kiss the bride, I did my first ever eye roll. And today, I honor that little girl's eye roll with this masterpiece. That's how much Liz Lemon cares about having a special day. Great, because I forgot my birth certificate. Are you kidding me, Cross? And even though Shanice said she'd let it slide if I sat on her hand. <sighs> what? Lemon. I haven't seen anything in the news about attitudes towards marriage changing forever because of one brave woman. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. I emailed Tony Bennett just in case you came to your senses. He's singing at the White House, but will cancel for me. Also, I told him you're Italian, so he might call you Tina. Okay, so we'll take another number. I'll get some witnesses. You'll get your birth certificate. It's not wedding stress. I'm no more annoyed right now than I was when you got that haircut without consulting me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can walk away from me all day, you little tiger cub. I work at the marriage bureau, but I'll never get married. Oh, that is a... Worse to from Orange is the New Black. That's a really sad line to end on. Um, no, I was just saying, like, the the Shanice character played by Adrian C. Moore, who I think most famously played Cindy on Orange is the New Black, um, has been in the same same season. Again, we're going to just assume it's the same character, and now she's she's in the, the, the ta- City Hall 
uh, in a new job than she was in the Office Depot job. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, she, I feel like she didn't do much in her first scene when she was in the Office Depot. But here, like, she's only in these two small moments. But I don't know, there's just something about her. She just has like a charisma. It's like, yeah, she's good in this. I like this. I want more of her. And sadly, we don't get more of her. This is it. I feel like there's something else that I've seen her in. But you're right. Yeah. She's hilarious. I know I've pro- I probably have seen her in more things, but like it was probably before Orange is the New Black or it has become since then. And It's so weird. I think of like 30 Rock as like older and Orange is the New Black is newer, but it's like 30 Rock ended in 2012. Orange is the New Black started in 2013. Mm-hmm. So this was really like not long before yeah. she started on that oh she was she 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 what cameoed on kimmy schmidt um yeah maybe wow i guess yeah i mean she really like she hasn't she was in the shaft remake a couple years ago she's done voices on apparently just like a couple random movies but let's see 2021 oh she's on a canadian is she canadian she's on a canadian police comedy drama series called pretty hard cases all right so uh when jack tries to console uh, Jenna about her value and reason it was just a negotiation tactic and sort of has like a small realization that he's not really worth much in the end um, back at uh, City Hall it's take two on Liz and Chris getting married what are you doing why did you change your clothes well this is what I was wearing when we met in Riverside Park remember you said nice turtleneck no I said nice turtleneck thank you again great so now you're more dressed up than I am at my own wedding but Whatever, I got witnesses. These guys were in the park, either fighting or having sex. Okay, well, I thought it might be nice to have a witness we actually know. Of course, it had to be someone with nothing to do on a Wednesday afternoon. No, 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 you didn't. Mazel tov, dummies. You're Jewish, right, Liz? Oh my God, what is wrong with you? You forgot your birth certificate, you invited Dennis. If you can't take this seriously, maybe there's not gonna be a wedding. Okay. Is this a big deal or not? I don't know. It's not the most important day of my life, getting my show picked up, or meeting you, or the time I got a sleeve of Starburst with all pink. Those were all more important days. You're yelling at me because... Because I'm Liz Lemon. My parents spent the money they saved up for my wedding on a PT cruiser. I have been sure for a long time that this was never going to happen, and I was fine with it. Ergo, it couldn't matter. Ergo, Affleck's finally going to get that Oscar. (sighs) And I'm still 90% right. It's stupid. It doesn't matter. Guess what? You wasted a lot of money on that dress. Oh, actually, it was my grandmother's. She made it out of parachute silk while hiding from the Germans. Shut up. And then you came along, and now we're doing this, and a tiny little part of me that I hate wants to be a princess. Liz, it's okay to be a human woman. No, it's not. It's the worst because of society. I mean, why do you watch wedding bitches in the first place? And why did I find this hidden under your underwear ball? time in his garden before he passed i want today to be special god do you have any idea how hard it was to get you to admit that i forgot my birth certificate let's invite dennis <gasps> you were playing me oh we're a stupid turtleneck wait you make it stupid we're gonna get married today but we're gonna do it right we need rings and flowers and i'm gonna put on deodorant and you're gonna wear a suit that makes you look like a little marzipan candy man so let's go People, it's my special day. So that's the most Liz Lemon character development I think we've had in a really long time, and sort of like getting to the root of 
we're starting to get to the root of like her uh, romantic and just emotional levels regarding marriage because we've seen her as like Spencer she's never had like a relationship work out and things like that so I think that's a good admission of her of realizing that she just accepted a long time ago that it would never happen now that it is actually on the precipice of happening she has to like confront all of this immediately and I get it like I mean uh, I don't want to discuss this too much just because I feel like it could run on but I mean I was in the same mindset for several years of like I've never well for I mean until the last few years gay marriage was never a thing that was possible and it suddenly became legal and so like now it's like well it is doable should we still get married and things like that and like we've we've discussed it a long time but like off and on and then the end of last year we decided to do it and it's kind of like sort of and and seeing this it was kind of like the same thing like we literally decided what four weeks before the end of 2020 yeah let's just get married might as well do it before the end of the year I mean we didn't do it that quick we're like same day thing but you definitely couldn't anyway because of uh, COVID you couldn't do a same day yeah but I mean like it still is like so like in planning all of it we kept getting asked like do you guys want to do this and this and like I mean both of us were in agreement of just like we don't we really and like there's a small part of me that does like this spectacle but like not enough to like justify the price up because i mean god weddings are fucking scam in terms of just if you actually want to do it big like you know regular forks if you got 50 forks they're like a hundred dollars but once you say that they're going to be used for a wedding they will literally charge you two to three times more simply because they're wedding forks or just go to target and buy exactly like it's like yeah i'm not going to fucking bull i'm not going to pay any attention to that industry but anyway um so like the idea of like well yeah let's make it special but like special for us like special to us is not going to be the same as someone else kind of thing so it's like we literally just did it in someone's uh, apartment and it was great it was an awesome day and then we got to solve a murder mystery and only we weren't we didn't successfully solve it but someone did it was Abe right this time I can't remember no, Abe or Paul Faith Faith, Faith, Faith. got it was completely right yeah yeah, yeah. But like I get where Liz Lemon is coming from when you just accept something for so long that's never going to happen, and then it has to, and then or not has to happen, but then it's suddenly a possibility and reality. You have to like address all of it immediately. It's a lot to take in, and I do like her sort of joke, but not quite joke of you know why can't you be a real woman? I can't because of society. You can't be a real woman. Like just in the middle of all that, it's it's a good scene. It's a good, it's a good uh, part of Liz Lemon's character that we haven't seen in seven years, so it's nice. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. You're Jewish, also, right? Is Dennis the one that's made Liz say dummies for all these years? Because like, I guess he so. says it way more than her. Yeah. So I guess it's just a tick she picked up from him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do say it's like your vocabulary is like a large percentage, like mix of the people you spend the most time around. So for sure. Yeah. Or the shows that you take in. Although apparently, being around is not enough to learn what someone's religion is for Dennis. <laughs> That's true. Wow. <laughs> How silly. But was Chris planning that all along of getting her to admit that she wants a special day, or is it only is it only in the moment when I've like because he he has like the he, like when he says I've been trying to get you to admit that mm-hmm. you do want a special day. Was he getting that from the beginning, or was it just I mean, once they reached the city hall? Yeah, no, that's how it makes it sound. That okay. He was just going along with it until she 
finally, yeah, admitted or realized what she wanted. Yeah. So we're coming up on the finale of the episode. Uh, Tracy's starting to read Tufer's script about Harriet Tubman, the Moses of Maryland. Moses of Maryland, page one. Open on Interior Maryland Slave Shack, the year 18. Tracy, 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 it's me, Harriet Tubman. Harriet? What is this place? Don't you know? It's your mind. We aren't so different, you and I. You grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in Interior Maryland Slave Shack, the year 18. And while I dreamed of becoming the first woman to surf around the world, really? Is that what you think I did? I only read the first page of the script. Use context clues. Whatever, I'm dead now. Oh, no, Tracy, you're not dead. I told you, we're in your mind. Why else would Harriet Tubman look and sound like your boss, Jim Dennison? Oh, come on, you know that's wrong. Wait a minute. If this is my mind, I should be able to control you. No, no, that only works in dreams. Eat a corn on a cob and make it sexy. Great, so I'm not dead. I'm gonna have to keep on living forever now. No, my homie. I can say that because I'm you. It doesn't matter if you're healthy. At any moment, you could still get hit by a cab just crossing the street. Right. So there's still many ways I could die. I could fall into a manhole, or I could forget my chimpanzee's birthday. It's time to go now. Time to go back to being Tracy Jordan. Wake up! Oh my God, Tracy, are you okay? I almost died. I've never been better. Okay, good. Because I'm kind of in a rush. I'm getting married. Liz Lemon is getting married today. Liz Lemon's getting married. Harry Truman was right. Anything's possible. Oh, what a world. Oh! I'm fine. Go get married. Okay. My next project is going to be Tufa's Harriet Tubman movie. Are you sure, Trey? It's pretty boring. I read it in the bathroom one of my Grizz days. It's perfect, because it's the most irresponsible choice I could make. A super expensive period piece starring a middle-aged woman? No one's going to want to see it, and I'm probably not going to be alive when it comes out. Now let's go buy blimp and scout locations. God, Tracy got fucking wrecked by that second car, man. Also, it's funny how, like, the first taxi isn't traveling that fast and that knocks him out. Second one just, like, blows by and blows into him and then he gets right back up. Or he perks right back up. He should be, like, immediately dead or crippled. And no, he's fine. He's totally fine. Also, typical self-absorbed Liz Lemon who literally just saw someone get ringed right in front of her and still runs and says, Come on! He said you're fine! Bye! They said they're okay. Well, so she has an appropriate reaction where she goes, <gasps> and asks him how he is, but right. I mean, sometimes people, you could do. sometimes people say they're fine when they're clearly not. So if you if you had witnessed someone who got hit in front of, by a car in front of you, no matter how much they bounce back up, you should probably... Uh, do, if you call the ambulance up for someone, do you have to stay? Uh, probably, right? Because you, wit- you have to be like a witness to... I mean, it's a, probably a good thing, too. I don't know if you're like required. Like liable or, to yeah. do that? Also, like, it's expensive. Like, an ambulance costs yeah. them, like, $2,000. I, I, I should make a comment because it's, it, I mean, it's just funny where they said, like, he says, uh, uh, the Harry Tubman movie or whatever he's going to make, they're like, oh, it's not going to sell, blah, blah, blah. But it's really funny because, I mean, I guess two, two years ago now, the Harriet Tubman biopic came out starring Cynthia Revo, and, I mean... Well, I guess it got an Oscar nomination for Cynthia Reeve, but rather than that, like it wasn't like it didn't make a lot of money or anything. So it was like yeah. it was kind of borne out in yeah. real life, which, which I mean, apparently, like it was like 
it wasn't like a I don't know like it was a little melodramatic like it it wasn't like a very like a stoic it was more like a fictionalized yeah well it was well, just like apparently like it was just somewhat superficial like it mm-hmm. it wasn't like a very like I, I don't know I feel like, like the thing that came, that I heard came about it was it had, it it either used a like popular song like a modern pop song in it to mm-hmm. like for a scene or something that's mm-hmm. like undercut something I'm not entirely sure. But it's like, you know, like a 1800s movie using a Taylor Swift song that's not a trailer does seem like... Shake it I'm off. Not saying it, Shake it well, off. I'm not saying it was a Taylor Swift song, but like like if I'm watching something about Harriet Tubman and then Taylor Swift's song starts yeah. playing, I'd be like... along with me. Like, it seems doesn't really fit, so maybe don't do I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think you're right. Like it, it had a reputation of like mediocre or just yeah, like it wasn't exists. very well reviewed and i don't think it made a lot yeah. of money so they'll try again i feel like that story yeah. can be told infinitely and being told in various viewpoints and yeah still be uh successful one day but meanwhile at city hall it is time for the big special day just in time was running low. Oh, you'll do quite nicely. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I was lost. Black Daddy, start the car! Losing dice were tossed. My bridges all were crossed. Nowhere to go. What? It's the only white dress I own. But your hair. I'm a princess. And will you be exchanging rings? Tito was a drug dealer the police shot in the face in Riverside Park, where we first met. It's perfect. Do you take this lady as your wife? I do. Do you take this I do. But you see, said Rourke quietly, I've chosen the work I want to do. And I can find joy only if I do my work in the best way possible to me. By the authority vested in me by the state of New York, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Your love came just in time. I found you just in time. You changed my lonely life that lovely day. Oh, my little you car on the girl. Ow, 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 ow. Lovely day. Oh, 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 oh. Yay, married. Happy birthday. Not quite. So when Jack's reading from the Fountainhead, which Gross. why Liz allowed him to do that is beyond me. Um, well, I just got it there and started doing it. So yeah, no one. Yeah, it would be impolite to ask him to stop. <laughs> um, the what's the the minister or the the person the ceremony? She's the like justice eating, of the peace. Yeah, she's like eating lunch. Well, I thought that was kind of an interesting detail to have her doing that. Like no one else was doing it, so it's just like well, you gotta take your lunch break sometime. Yeah, well, yeah. It's probably an unpaid lunch, so get back to uh, get back to work. As soon also, as who knows how long he's going to be reading for? So that's also true. Um, but I do like the term that you know. I think most of us, when we do think princess, we either think Disney princess. Yeah, which that's true. They are still very crowns and castles, but Liz sort of turns it on her head. It's like, yeah, Princess Leia was a princess, and she was sort of the non-traditional idea of a princess so and it's her special day it's her special day so yeah i like that turn 
of her being able to still be a princess without being the princess that she obviously and most feminists would probably like deter um, celebrating so kudos Liz kudos poor Tito probably didn't deserve to get shot in the face for being a drug dealer yikes maybe I mean he might have been a bad person but I don't think getting shot in the face is deserving yikes anyway but Tony Bennett he he's here it's so funny like my mom can't stand him and it's just so random like I remember like because I mean not that every like boomer likes any old like crooner or whatever but it's like I just remember like her saying just one time like she just really can't stand him and just like took me aback so it was just so random I mean like does she personally know him no 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 I think I think it's it's just his voice that she doesn't like I mean I don't like lounge singers but I don't hate Tony Bennett well I get the the tone of his voice is like I mean even for someone who sings that kind of music it is like uh, I I don't know I mean rough yeah maybe I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's what it is. I don't know what else to... That's an interesting conversation I want yeah. to have with your mother. <laughs> Why do you hate Tony Bennett? And I've got no dog in this fight. I, I don't care for Tony Bennett. I don't hate him either, but I'm just curious. But she'll probably be like, hey, Dad. I didn't say I hate him. I just don't like his music. <laughs> well, you could ask her about it in a few weeks. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. Just like, no. lounge music's so... It's to me, it's the same as jazz, where it's just like, I don't know, the fact that it's almost non-structured. Uh, to me, I don't, I don't really care for that in music, so yeah. not for me. Depends. I like a lot of like old standards and that sort of thing. Name one old standard you like. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. I don't know what that is. Is that? It's a, a very famous old standard. But I mean, I mean, just think of like a, a lot of songs that you know Sinatra or Ella Fitzgerald or. Oh, I don't like I don't like Frank Sinatra. I like the version that was used for the Neon Genesis Evangelion's ending theme. Thank you very much. Take that, Frank Sinatra. It's a better version, and they did like seven for the series, so. I don't know, like, I just... That, well, let's all go rush to our Neon Genesis and Neon Genesis and Neon Because I'd never heard it pronounced, so when I first saw it on, like, a store shelf, I pronounced it Neon Genesis Evang- uh, Evangelion, mm-hmm. because I'd only, seen, I'd only seen Evangelist, and right. I'd only heard Evangelist pronounced that way. And then my friend was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm reading things phonetically. Fuck me, right? Yes. And then, anyway... Uh, Rant, just, no rants about it, please. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> no, um, I don't know. It's just like lounge singers, like the Frank Sinatra, the Dean Martins, the Sammy Davis Juniors. Like I don't. There's just there's a pompousness about. And, and Tony Bennett, not really, but like there's a pompousness that they just felt like they were on top of the world and like nothing would deter them, and they were always the best. I don't. know, There's something about the the look of them that I never really liked personally. But anyway, if you like Tony Bennett, you like Tony Bennett. I like that Nina Simone song that was played in Master of None. That was a fun song. Uh, I don't remember that one. Or it was a cover of, uh, of someone else's song. But it was the scene when they're, they they dance in front of the fireplace for like five minutes. Who knows where time goes? Ah. That was a good song. Anyway. Uh, All right. <laughs> I feel like we're deterring a little bit too much. Now. So um, our credit scene is just sort of the reception portion of Liz and Chris's wedding where it's just Tony Bennett sort of singing over it. Um, it's a cute little scene. It's mostly visual though, so 
Um, yeah, final thoughts on Mazel Tov, dummies, before we say adieu. Yeah, overall, I thought it was, like I said at the beginning, I thought it was a good episode. Um, like, noticeably, like, I guess Jack is in different plots, but he doesn't have his own plot. But it actually, like, it, it, it works. Like, it's actually, I think, a good idea to sometimes, like, have him just be one of the characters who, like, is in everything, but doesn't necessarily have his own dedicated plot. Yeah. So I thought that worked well in this. Um, yeah, I thought... Um, the Tracy oh, stuff. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like the Tracy, because it, it was—I mean, it was something slightly different for mm-hmm. his character. Um, like the ramifications of him at the end of last season starting a move studio. Now I'm yeah. just saying there's like a process to it, or there's like problems with it. Like that's kind of nice because it could have just been fantastical, where nothing ever goes wrong and everything always works out for Tracy. And fat, so and fat, so yeah. But the the Jenna storyline, as funny as it is, because it's just absurd. It's just like there there's not really much to it i liked it no it's funny and like but it's just like it's over in a couple scenes and then that's it it's like all right that was nice i feel like we could have used more time of liz and crust or living crust yeah (laughs) liz and crust liz and liz and crust uh liz and chris's like wedding build up and and things like that but anyway as always, if you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 133, season 7, episode 8, entitled My Whole Life is Thunder, wherein Jack's mom comes home early for the holidays, <sighs> Jenna tries to upstage Liz with her own surprise wedding, and Tracy tries to fulfill Kenneth's wish that his life was more like the TV world with help of florence henderson oh. so next week is the finale to elaine stritch's run oh. on Rock. so that'll be a very fun special episode david take us out see you next time i've got the world on a string i'm sitting on a rainbow i've got the string around my finger lemon earlier today i took a hard look at where life has led me and i didn't like what i saw but now looking at you i realize that anything's possible you know i'm attractive i've got cheekbones and a pair you can do something with i'm just saying from a grateful nation thank you liz lemon there's hope for us all black data's got some cops gun got that string around my finger what a world, what a life I'm in love Oh, I remember that My boyfriend was supposed to pick me up after that shoot So I called him and I was like, OJ, where are you? And he was like, wait, you're alive? Then who did I kill?